Welcome to Tales from Baja. We are in Valle de Guadalupe today. Uh, it's a Sunday afternoon. It's it's really pretty out here. It's probably about 60, 70 degrees. It's it, it's a fantastic day. Um, and we're at Bellinghausen Cerveza. Um, it, it's kind of, I would say, in the, the north eastern portion of Valle de Guadalupe, and we're here with the uh, the owner of Bellinghausen Cerveza, Todd. How are you, bud? Hey, I'm doing very well. Thank you guys for coming. Yeah, no, it, it was great. We've uh, Todd and I have kind of gone back and forth on social media for a little while, been following him probably for the past year or so, mm -hmm. um, kind of watching the progress of Bellinghausen, and um, today we're going to talk all about the brewery. And it's really exciting because uh, one of the first trips that I ever took down here with a girlfriend of mine, uh, we came during the weekday and we stayed at uh, Terra del Valle. We rode bicycles and we ended up uh, finding a Argentinian place called Chamuyo. Mm -hmm. And I had the most delicious beer, um, which was, and I remember I liked it so much that I brought a coaster like a paper coaster <laughs> and I came home and I said this beer is delicious and so I think we've I think we've just been like stalking you guys <laughs> yeah, pretty much because that was about a Which year and a half it was in a, it was in September it was so probably about a year, and a, year half and a half ago yep. yeah it's about a year and a half ago and I just yeah I just came back and I said look we have to find this 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 beer and we need to come back to Chamuyo and we, we still we still have yet to do that but yes that's uh, pretty cool yeah yeah so, so it's it's really cool that you found Chamuyo because that's that we weren't open yet here and they were the first restaurant that we started selling at and they were a brand new restaurant themselves here in, in the Valle they had a couple other locations but they had just opened that one and we went my wife and I went and we had steaks there and mm. the best steaks I mean yeah. I was in the Navy for 23 years and traveled to a lot of countries, and we always always got a steak. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, their steaks are maybe the best I've ever had. They're really good. Um, so we, we right away were like, hey, we need to sell our beer here. Yeah. These, these, yeah. they, all they have is, you know, uh, they don't have any local stuff, and we want to we want to make sure that, that it's represented. So we, we talked to the, the manager, and we started selling. And that, that one that you had, it, it was a Durazno, so a peach yeah. Kolsch, and it was probably the first keg of the first – you know tap that we had at any restaurant so you had one of the, v the very first ones <laughs> uh, it was delicious it was a perfect um pairing because we had a lot of the empanadas um and a steak and just that that peach note i remember just having this really delicious empanada with uh, like cheese and, and beef and it was an excellent pairing mm -hmm. We were like just in heaven. That really, truly was one of the most memorable pairings that I've had so far. Here. Awesome. That's really, that's really cool to hear. And I'll definitely have to make that one again. That one was a, a split batch, I think. There was a, half that batch went to be a Jamaica, and okay. the other half was Durazno. Mm. So the Jamaica might have been sold out already by the time you got there, yeah. but mm. the Durazno was, was, was really good as well. Delicious, delicious. Yeah, I remember I didn't go on that trip. Adriana went uh, with one of her friends from Texas, from mm -hmm. Houston. Mm-hmm. And uh, they went down there together, and she was just sending me pictures of all the places. They were riding bikes mm -hmm. to Adobe Guadalupe mm -hmm. and Baron Balche. And, and then she's like, we've got to go to this restaurant. It's awesome. And the beer pairing was perfect. So that was our introduction, introduction to you. To then the I Bahia. started stalking you on Facebook. <laughs> and here we are a year and a half later at your property, which you just gave us a tour of. And 
technically Bellinghausen, the, the, the brewery itself here, is not open to the public yet, correct? Not just yet. Um, mm -hmm. We've been trying to make sure that we did everything right um, mm -hmm. and to, to have all the correct licensing and, and to be ready. Plus, uh, neither, neither my wife, Erica, or I work and live down here full time. So mm. we still have our lives in San Diego. We still have our kids in San Diego. So it's uh, it's close to a full-time endeavor, um, and eventually it will become that. Um, mm -hmm. So it's it's taken us longer than, than we wanted to to get built out, longer than we wanted to, to get licensing, but it looks like it's going to all come together uh, here, and we'll be able to open no later than March. Okay, cool. And it, it sounds like you uh, bought the property around 2017, so it's been a, a two-, three-year process for you as you're building things out and getting the property ready. Uh, when you look back over the last couple of years, what were some of the things that went smoothly and what are some of the things that, you know, challenges that you faced? So this is the first time that either one of us had taken on any kind of project like this. Mm -hmm. um, so we're not, we're not contractors, we're not professional builders, we're, we're none of that. Um, and it's in a different country than we're used to doing, doing businesses. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of ins and outs that you just don't plan for, you just don't, you can't plan for. Everybody always says it's going to take three times as long, it costs twice as much. And and I'm a very structured person. I like to plan out every little detail. And I was always, there's no way, there's no way. I've got it all down. I've, I've done as much research as I can. It's not going to happen. Well, at least twice as long and at least three times as much as what, what everything costs. But yeah. um, it's been a labor of love um, because I like to, at times, look back on, uh, on my camera, on my phone, and go, wow. That's fine. Because sometimes when you're here, you, you, you lose perspective and it feels like this has all, all been here. It feels like the buildings have already been here. The gazebo's already here. You know, and I start looking back at old pictures. I'm like, wait a minute. We did that. Yeah. We built mm -hmm. that. So it's really cool. Um, once we get into the part of, of running the business, I think I'm going to miss some of this. I think I'm going to miss some of the, just the elbow grease, just the sweat labor. I'm going to miss, hey, I need to build that. Hey, I need to move that pile of rocks over there. You know, I'm, I think I'm going to end up missing some of that work. <laughs> Um, and who knows, maybe we'll just start something else as well. <laughs> how, how did you, um, you know, how did, when did you, when did you have the idea that this is what you wanted to do? I guess we can probably start with the brewery. You know, I guess I would imagine it started with that. But can you kind of t talk to us a little bit right. about how this happened to be? So I don't even remember how old I was when I had the idea of, man, I would like to really make my own beer. Um, it just so happened that I lucked out living in San Diego, which has a really big craft beer culture um, and plenty of resources to go. So I had a friend that talking about it one day and he happened to mention, hey, I've got a set. I've got an old kit that I haven't used in a long time. If you want it, I can show you how to use it. I was like, heck yeah. And I was hooked ever since. And that was 2007. Uh, and then I started, you know, dabbling with recipes and trying to learn as much as I could and going online and uh, trying to just learn every little thing that I could about it um, so from 7 to 10 I really made a lot of beer at home uh, on my stovetop you mm -hmm. know which is a way a lot of people start and at that time I didn't really have any plans to be professional or, or have a, a brewery as a business um, but then came back from being stationed in the Navy in Japan in 2013 and my wife and I were really starting to get serious about our future after uh, my, re my retiring from the Navy, which was uh, in 18. So we said, we want to plant something. We want to have something that's ours. We don't want to work um, for someone else for the rest of our lives. We'd rather work, for e work with and for each other. Um, and we already had the idea of coming down here to the Valle 
to retire on a, on a small property with a house. Um, she has some relatives that live in the Valle, uh, and they own properties, and they have uh, some businesses. They have a restaurant and a carniceria and, and other businesses. And I was like, well, maybe we could do something like that. So I think her first idea was to do cabin rentals. And I was, I was excited about that because I, I, I could see on social media that there were a lot of rustic, a lot of really charming uh, cabins. But when you come down there, there really, really wasn't that many places to stay. It was mm-hmm. hard to come by uh, to find a place to stay often. So we had the idea uh, about that. And then one day, I think she actually brought it up and said, hey, well, what about a brewery? So that conversation happened at a winery down here called uh, Doña Guadalupe. All, All the way. great ideas start with wine, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> so we're at her her winery. She's one of the older ones down here, too. And we're sitting there, and I like to people watch. I consider myself an amateur sociologist, right? <laughs> so we're sitting there, and uh, it's with my wife and a couple of her friends, and we're having wine. And I'm not a big wine drinker, but I'm playing along, you know? <laughs> uh, and everybody that comes in off the bus, seems like all the men were asking, do they have beer here? Do they have beer here? Do they have beer here? Yeah. So we're thinking, well, why don't why don't they have beer here? Yeah. Why doesn't somebody do that? Yeah. So ever since then, and that was probably five or six years ago, ever since then we caught, we've kind of had the idea and we've been slowly working towards it, working towards it. Like I said, we weren't able to do this uh, full time and couldn't just put down, quit our life in San Diego with kids in the house and everything. So um, it, it's come along. Um, I still have a lot to learn. Uh, still have a lot to learn about uh, some of the laws and regulations and stuff like that down here. And by no means am I... Uh, uh, a brew master. I'm not the most knowledgeable person you're ever going to meet, but I, I definitely uh, love to learn, and I have a lot of resources back in San Diego that, that help out with 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 our recipes, that help out with troubleshooting, that help out with with anything. So, do you? Uh, it sounds like maybe you partner with a lot of uh, brew masters in San Diego. Yeah, um, absolutely. My 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 go-to place is the Home Brewer in North Park. So George Storton, the owner of the home brewer there, has been super, super, super helpful. He actually let me work there as an intern uh, with their head brewer right now, which is Jacob Bosch. Um, so we worked uh, in the back room there um, for a couple of months, and I got to learn a lot about uh, the big stuff is, is learning about the sanitation. Because if you don't get the sanitation right, it doesn't matter what else you do. It's not going to be right. So learning about that, whether it's what type of chemicals to use and at what temperatures and stuff like that, uh, that you don't really you don't really get into so much when you're only making five gallons at a time on your stovetop. Because if something goes wrong, it's it's not a huge loss. But right. when you step up into a bigger system and you've spent money on that system and on that beer and you want to sell it, it becomes very, very important. So um, George and Jake both, have, they're always... They're always at the top of my list of the, the people that I go to um, anytime I have a question. Mm-hmm. And they've always been super helpful. And that's how everybody pretty much in San Diego has been. Um, when, they, when they hear that you're trying to go pro or hear that you're trying to, to do something like this, they're, they're always super interested, especially when I mention that we're doing it in, in by the Guadalupe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you uh, had or do you plan on having some of those brewmasters take a trip down here and check so, out the property? So George has actually been down here. George okay. came down and spent the night in one of our cabins, uh, came in, and, and I, I I was probably the nervous I'd, the most nervous I'd been in, in a long time, um, him, <laughs> him tasting my beers, because I because I trust him, and I, and I respect yeah. him, and I respect his knowledge, mm-hmm. and I know he's the type of person that's not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I know he's the type of person that's going to tell me, tell me the way it is. Sure. Um, so... 
he gave me some some tips and some we worked on uh, on maybe some recipe adjustments, some water adjustments, um, and things have gotten actually markedly better mm -hmm. uh, since his trip down here. So oh, it was awesome. it was really helpful. Yeah, that is so that's cool. cool. You mentioned um, uh, the cabins. Mm -hmm. So before we started recording, we did a little tour of the property, and you talked to it was cool because you, you talked about what you've done at the property, but also what is going to happen at the property. And one of the things that you have done over the last couple of years is build a couple cabins here where people can rent them out, right? Exactly. So we have the two, uh, they're five meter by five meter, just basic block studio cabin. But on the inside, they're super comfortable. Brand new queen size beds, full bathroom, and actually a full kitchen. There's a stove, there's oven, there's a refrigerator sink, there's plenty of hot water, plenty of good pressure. And it gets really hot down here, so there's a wall-mounted air conditioner mm -hmm. in the cabin. So there's two of those. We plan on building two more, um, and then we plan on building uh, a bigger building for a brewery. And right now, it's it's a three-vessel, gas-powered, one-barrel system that we hope to need to upgrade. Mm. You, you hope to need to upgrade. We hope oh, to okay. need to upgrade. Oh, okay. I hope to. You want to upgrade. Yes, <laughs> but I need but to prove it first. That, yeah, yeah. You gotta, make sure you gotta that prove it yeah, first. Got it. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's kind of cool about your cabins, and I think this has, is partially just Valle Guadalupe as a whole, is that you mentioned it earlier in the podcast that, you know, go back five, ten years, there weren't that many places here to stay. Mm -hmm. And over the last five or ten years, the growth of Valle has, you know, just been huge, and that includes accommodations. And the cool thing about the accommodations in Valle is that they're all different. They are all mm -hmm. different. There's no cookie cutter hotel, if you will. No. You know, I mean, it's all people like yourself building cabanas. Uh, you drive down the highway and invite Guadalupe. You look up on the hillside, and there's cabanas being built mm -hmm. on the hillside. It's just kind of a a cool thing. And I, I'm kind of picturing some of your your guests come March and April when the brewery is fully opened people being able to stay in the cabanas on a brewery site that's pretty unique that's, there's that's no the one, dream nothing like that here in right Riot. that's the dream yeah and uh, i was gonna say i think that one one of the um one of the 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 my favorite pastime i guess when i come to valle is after you've been wine tasting or you know you're drinking beers you go back to the property and enjoy the property that's I, I would say that that's always been one of my favorite parts is you know especially we have a dog so we bring our dog so that's perfect here like you you know you can stay here you can how long how how, how long is it that will you stay open as far as serving beer and food the idea is to close at uh, nine o'clock yeah that's great so a lot of places down here close pretty early oh, right. and and those of us that spend a lot of time down here I, I consider myself someone who lives here say part-time we like that places close early yeah. because mm -hmm. then things quiet down earlier sure but some of the wineries a lot of them are closing at six seven eight mm -hmm. o'clock so yeah. I think if we if we stay open that extra hour that gives people time to yes. you know they they close down you know whether it's the the wife's like, hey, let's go to one more winery, and then they close down. The husband gets to say, hey, well, Bellinghausen's still open. Yeah, mm -hmm. we can still go. Right. You know, yeah. so let's go have I a think, nightcap. Right. I think if we close at nine, uh, that'll work out. And then as we build the the extra cabins, it it gives kind of a communal 
area because when you're sitting on the property you can see the whole property all at once and everything is together nothing is it's not like okay you cabin renters have to stay over here and you you have to stay over here so everything is going to be mixed in and we like for people to stay uh, and we love to see them grilling on the grill building a bonfire we provide wood and fire pits and even fire starters so Mm -hmm. so you guys that aren't good at making fire don't worry about it (laughs) we have a little fire starter it's okay if you you aren't a cup scout we'll take care of you you don't have to be embarrassed so it'll it'll make it look like you know what you're doing so we try to think of every little thing like that and uh, my wife erica she's really good about that she's like hey we make sure that we order uh coffee creamers and provide that coffee provide the creamer provide everything that someone might need Mm -hmm. um to make them feel like they didn't they that they are on vacation but they're still comfortable yeah you know yeah, yeah. so the the beer is german style beer yes correct? mostly mostly german style beer uh kind of a two-part question how'd you come up with or what is that just your favorite type of beer is that why it, you went in that direction um not necessarily so my wife and i were thinking about the name for a long time we we bounced around with several different things the two i'd say finalists was Poseidon. Mm-hmm. I really liked that one. Um, I know we're only maybe 10 miles from the water, but it feels like we're pretty far from the water here. So mm-hmm. I thought doing like a, an ocean themed thing that it just seemed a little cheesy because mm-hmm. it didn't really match what, what, what the rustic feel down here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was actually all of these great ideas end up being my wife Erica. She actually said, well, what about Bellinghausen, which is my mom's maiden name? Mm-hmm. So her family is from her side of my family is is all from Germany. Both of her parents' family go back to Germany, just that next generation. So mm-hmm. her parents, my mom's parents, were born here in the U.S., but or I guess we're in Mexico. Sometimes I forget where I am. <laughs> <laughs> half the week I'm down here, half the week I'm up there. So my uh, my great grandparents were on both sides were all born in Germany. So we we said, you know what? Why don't we just do a style like that? Because what would be great is because we like the outdoor theme. You can do a beer garden style theme. So. Um, we're going to do mostly German and Belgian styles, uh, and that will stay true to the to the purity law, the Reinheitsgebot. Um, but we'll have a couple of taps that will be something else. You know, we'll have a couple of taps, like you mentioned, the Durazno, the Jamaica, the Serrano, the Mango. We'll mm-hmm. we'll mix it up like that with a couple of them. Okay. And then because uh, that that San Diego and West Coast flavor is creeping down here, I'll I'll have to have an IPA <laughs> <laughs> on hand as as well. But yeah. Uh, but most of the taps will be German and Belgian, and there's other other small breweries in the in the valley that are doing all styles, and that's fine. We just kind of wanted to have some sort of some sort of niche to where you say, okay, well, I know if, when I go to Bellinghausen that they're going to have this that I like, whether yeah. it's a Kolsch or a Dunkelweizen or whatever it is that that, that person likes, and I'm al- I'll always have that for them, and then we'll rotate some other taps around as well. Okay. Cool. Uh, you mentioned earlier, I, I think before we started recording, but you're you're from Texas. Mm-hmm. You're from uh, Fort Worth, right? Yep. Dallas, Fort Worth. When you were, I don't know, say a senior in high school, could you ever imagine, like, starting a business in Mexico, a brewery in Mexico? Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> as, as a senior in high school, I was already uh, promised to go into the Navy, and I was already a pretty structured person that's kind of mm-hmm. how I survive is on structure um, so that worked out well but being so structured it doesn't leave room for like a lot of dreams or a lot of mm-hmm. like creativity that that sort of thing so no I never thought about owning a business when I was younger I never thought about a brewery yeah. 
and I definitely never thought about doing it in another in another country. Mm-hmm. Now, would it, does it help that you married a? Oh, abs- absolutely. I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to do any of this <laughs> without having married my wife. So my wife, Erica, was born in Mexicali, which is actually has the most breweries than any other Mexi- Mexican city, as far as I hmm. remember reading recently. Hmm. Um, so she was born in Mexicali, but didn't live there, live there very long. Her dad was in the Mexican army at the time, uh, and they he, he got out of the Mexican army, I want to say around 1980, and uh, that's when they moved to the U.S., was when she was about five years old, and she grew up... Uh, in the uh, San Joaquin Valley, up about an hour north of Bakersfield. And then we met in 95 when uh, I was stationed in the Navy in San Diego, and she came down to go to school in San Diego. Um, that's when we met. State? She was going to FITM, so Fashion Institute oh. of Design and Marketing, I think, or Merchandising, I forget. Yeah. But okay. She was going to FITM. Okay. So she's the creative side. She yeah. is, she's the, 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 the face, she's the ideas, and then I'm just standing behind her going, Yes, we can do that, or no, we can't. <laughs> Based on whether it's, uh, you know, just physically being able to do something, or yeah. or just okay, that's not going to work in the budget type deal. But she, without her ideas, without her, you know, creativity, and without her really personality, none of this would happen. Yeah, and because you were mentioning it, 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 there's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of permits. Yes. You know, you're you're down in Ensenada at the mm-hmm. I guess like City Hall. Yep. You're getting your permits and everything, and and doing it right, um, I would think it would be so hard if you weren't it is, a native or at least a Spanish-speaking. It's hard know. already um, to get a brewing, a small brewing license is, is a little bit difficult already because it's not a thing for them down here yet, mm-hmm. right? So uh, you can hire a lawyer, but they don't really, like in San Diego, there's lawyers, there's whole firms that specialize in that. Oh, hmm. really? Not here. They, mm-hmm. don't, they don't really know, right? Yeah. So... We didn't have a lawyer, uh, though my wife is bilingual. Um, even in English, we would have a hard time with some of the terms that they're throwing at us, sure. right? So you're sure. this is courtroom talk, yeah. you yeah. know, and you're just yeah. like, I have no idea what you're talking like, about. Like we just want to open like, a brewery. <laughs> like, <laughs> just tell me what to fill out and how much money to pay. But uh, we went through the whole fire department coming inspect. Mm-hmm. Um, the local mayor came to inspect. Oh, you gotta okay. have yeah, you gotta have the the first aid kits, the fire extinguishers, the the reunion point in case of an earthquake or a fire. What's a reunion point? That's the uh, green sign over here with oh, the arrows. Okay. That's where everybody's supposed to go. You have okay. all of this stuff. My wife had to get CPR uh, certified. We had to have two people, so it, my neighbor had to come with her. She had to go get CPR certified. Okay. Um, the whole deal. So everything is, is being done being done right the first time. Yep. Yeah. And if, uh, if you hear some barking in the background, <laughs> your neighbor... Is kind of has like a little rescue. They've yeah, got a, a quasi rescue. Dogs. She's uh, she loves animals. Her and her husband both. They have about five or six uh, dairy cows. Oh, okay. Uh, and right now oh, yeah, can you can see, see a couple through the fence yeah. here. They have some babies. They're only about a week old. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so they got some babies. We can go 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 check them out later. But he'll take them out uh, to go walking, to go foraging in, in some of the fields nearby, and their dogs will follow, and they'll either come back with more dogs or less dogs <laughs> so you know it's packed it's a pack mentality down here because none yeah. of these dogs have collars they're not right. on leashes they've mm-hmm. never had a shot yeah. you know so they just kind of either either they get along or they don't either they'll let you in the pack or they won't so sometimes she'll have eight dogs sometimes she has 20 dogs mm-hmm. it's one of you know kind of the charming one of the charming things about Valle de Guadalupe is you know for example this morning uh, I got up and I had to go to the store and pick something up and I'm driving, and there's just like 
sheep walking down the road, mm-hmm. you know, no one around, you know, just, yeah. just walking around, <laughs> eating some weeds and everything. It's just, it's kind of the fun part of coming down here. It's really neat to be able to get into this country setting so fast. I know. You know, know and that. that's kind of how it was growing up in Texas, is that you living in a, you know, Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex is yeah. millions of people, but you don't have to go very far in any direction to get out into the country. Yeah, but here it's even faster. Mm-hmm. You know, we're 45 minutes from the border from with the border. San Diego, yeah. if you go a certain way, you know. Yeah. So it's it's really fast you get down here. And then onto this property specifically, the paved road is just a few hundred yards up the hill yeah. there. Yeah, it's easy to but get here. But it still feels like we're way out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, uh, do you traditionally come down on the weekends as you're building out the property is it almost every weekend you're down here it is uh, so I still work full-time okay in San Diego and I go to school full-time I'm in a master's program for organizational leadership so I go to school full-time I work full-time and then I come down here pretty much every Friday Saturday and go back Sunday Wow. and then as you mentioned earlier Erica she'll come during the week on her own and then she'll go take care of the paperwork she'll go into Ensenada and take care of paperwork or she'll come down and she'll procure whether it's benches or hire someone to build the bar or hire someone to bring me more plants or whatever she takes care of all of that Mm -hmm. and then we kind of high-five each other yesterday we gave a high-five I came down I came down uh, yesterday afternoon as she was Leaving. leaving Yeah. She gives me the turnover and the list of my honeydews. Yeah. Here, here's all the stuff you need to do. Here's the materials. You know, she yeah. gets the gravel delivered. She gets the rocks delivered, the plants delivered, whatever. And then she tells me, this is what you and your dad need to do mm-hmm. uh, while I'm gone. Yeah. And wow. then she'll go home because, like I said, we still have kids at home. And then we just kind of go back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. How long Teamwork. do you have left in school? Uh, I have, uh, it's a 13-month program. I'm on my sixth month. Okay. Yep. About halfway. Yep, right at halfway. What are you specializing in? It's uh, organizational leadership. Okay. Okay. Okay, good. Very well, nice. you're going to be hiring people. You're going to need to be <laughs> yep. a leader, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, you have that background with it with the Navy. It's, it, it's an interesting program. You know, I, I got into it um, because I thought, well, you know, this will be easy. I've, you know, I've done this. I've had this many, much experience. But what I've learned the most is that being able to put real terms and concepts to my feelings and my Mm -hmm. experiences having Mm -hmm. seen it and done it sometimes right sometimes wrong Mm -hmm. but then you go to the academic side and then you learn that okay people have actually researched this and they give it a name so it actually helps me to to kind of sort through my own thoughts because now i have names and terms for those feelings and experiences Mm -hmm. so it makes it easier for me to think Mm -hmm. about stuff and think about leadership but it is it will definitely be helpful i've used I hate to let let the cat out of the bag, but I've used some of the the techniques and theories that I've learned in class at home with my own family. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like that sociologist or psychologist or whatever that, you know, you don't want to psychoanalyze your own family, but you can't help it. Yeah. You know, but you it's it's been it. it's been pretty interesting. I uh, I worked for a gentleman named uh, Ken Blanchard mm-hmm. and he's a leadership. He's an author and author, yeah, yeah, absolutely. one minute manager mm-hmm. and. And he would often say, you know, what we teach businesses from a leadership and management standpoint, you can apply that to your own house Absolutely. with, you know, with your family. Absolutely. Um, and it, it's so true. I, you know, but the first time I, I, I heard that, I thought, wait, wait, you can wait. And then you think <laughs> about it and you go, yeah, of course you can. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. So uh, what's next here? I mean, you're going to be opening up in a couple months. You know, we're. 
I know people can't see this, uh, but we'll post some pictures. You have a big open lot here uh, next to where the brewery is going to be. And so is that kind of the next project as, uh, as the, once the brewery officially opens? Yes. Um, the very next thing is going to be to build more cabins in the back. So two okay. more uh, cabins in the back to give us a total of four on the property. Two more to give us a total more. of four, okay. right? Total so, Because we want to build from the back front. If I, if I build something over here, then I won't be able to get materials. So. Sure. Mm. Plus, I need more cabins. I already need more cabins. I've already proved that concept that I need more cabins. So yeah. I've already grown yeah. myself out of these two cabins, which so mm -hmm. is a great problem to have. Yes, it is. So then as the brewery is opening, I'm hoping that I'm going to run myself out of this building. I'm hoping I'm going to need a bigger system. Okay. And if I don't, oh well. Mm -hmm. If I do, wonderful, then we can build another bigger building for the brewery. You have the space for it. Just west of here, over there. I have the space. Mm -hmm. Or another possibility is we stay this size, we stay this small, and then we build more cabins. More cabins, mm -hmm. right. So we're, we're open to whatever happens. But we'll give, we'll give the, the brewery a full... 365 day turnover to see if we think we're going to need a bigger brewery or if it's going to make more sense to do more cabins. Sure. We'll just see how it goes. Well, I mean, while we're waiting for that to happen, you have enough space here to have a little beer festival. Absolutely. <laughs> right? So we've, we've, we've thought about that as well. We thought about um, uh, getting other brewers from the area and doing mm -hmm. that. Um, but as we were thinking about that, what, two years ago, that's when at Finca Almirador, who okay. has Misioneros, they started doing that. So they now started, the last okay. two years, we, we've had a uh, festival, a beer oh, festival in Valle de Guadalupe, which is okay. really neat. They invite all the locals, and then they they go from there. Then they'll invite ones from Ensenada, Rosarito, um, Tijuana, and Mexicali. Okay. So down t in Ensenada every year, they have the really big one. I've right. seen that one, and that yeah. one's a that one's a blast. What, what, what is it called? It's or what the Ensenada Beer, beer Fest. Ensenada Beer Fest. Is it summer? When I feel is like it, it was spring. I want to say it's May. Oh, okay. I want to say it's like May or June. Yeah, I'd have to look it up. I'd I have forget to look that up. Um, but that that one's a really good time. That? Oh, I, absolutely, absolutely. And now it's two days long, mm -hmm. so it's it's a convention, mm -hmm. and it's two full days of the fest, mm -hmm. and they have a lot of great food there too. Cool. Mm. Yeah, well, live bands like three stages oh, food okay. beer it's a it's a really good time but then like i said here at misioneros they do a, a smaller one which is which is a great time as well um and it's i have to look up and see what what time of the year it was because we that durazno peach uh one that you had i served at that festival that year so it was about it was so whatever time of year that, that was she was here in it was a september, september so it was so maybe it was in august or september or something year. like that Maybe maybe it was later in the year. That's cool. So on Instagram, people can follow you at Bellinghausen B E L L I N G H A U S E N Cerveza. I apologize for that being so hard to spell, but it is my mom's name. I can't change it. No, you can't. Are you guys on Facebook or any other social? Yeah, Facebook as well. Cool. I, I think it's the same. Yeah, Bellinghausen Cerveza on right. Facebook, Instagram. Um, yeah, this is awesome. We appreciate you showing us around. Um, it, it's fun to come at this time, you know, before you open, mm -hmm. to kind of see everything and what you've done. And then when we come back, it'll be open. It'll be kind of fun. 
Now, if somebody wants to find also your cabin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how do they, what's the best way? So they're on Airbnb. Mm -hmm. um, on Airbnb, I think they're called Cozy New Cabin. Let me read the listing here. Yeah, it says Cozy Cabin with Cold AC in Ruta del Vino number one and then number two. Okay. And right now they're about $70 a night, and then you pay the Airbnb fees. And uh, we honestly think that um, compared to the other ones in the area, it's a mm -hmm. really good price based yeah. on what, what you get. Yeah. Like I talked about earlier, the yeah. AC and the kitchen. cable and Wi-Fi and a full kitchen, mm -hmm. uh, bunk, yeah, nice. fire pit, grill, everything. So mm -hmm. with all of that, I, th I think it's a, it's, a, it's a really good deal. And our idea was to not set it so high that we – you know that we're making the money more is we want to set it low enough to where yeah we we have to make money it's a business but yeah. we want more people we want yeah. more traffic more right. you want it to be uh, uh more accessible and yeah, yeah absolutely mm -hmm. so that it and it'll it'll help out the brewery as well right yeah and it'll exactly. help, we'll help each other out yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, so you can just come right out of your cabin and, and have some beers and mm -hmm. have some pretzels some food and just kind of get to enjoy the property absolutely yeah. Well, this was awesome. We really appreciate your time, Todd, and uh, we will see you soon. All right, guys. Thank thanks for coming. Thank, Thank you. Voz de la guitarra mía Al despertar la mañana Quiere cantar su alegría A mi tierra